Hi everyone and welcome to the Make and Market podcast, the home of content marketing secrets. I'm your host Lawrence Chapman and the content manager here at Axe and Garside. Research from HubSpot's revealed that 87% of companies consider video content to be a contributing factor to positive sales at their company. So, in this episode we're joined by video specialist Chris Townsend, managing director and co-owner at What Media, for top tips on how manufacturers like you can integrate video marketing into your content strategy. Chris and his team specialize in crafting video and animation content that elevates, enhances, and clearly defines their clients' brands. Working with household names such as Uber, Everlast, New Balance, and Shindigger. During our chat, we discussed how manufacturing companies can use video content to drive lead generation. Thanks so much for joining me, Chris. It's my pleasure, Lawrence. My pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, fine, mate, not a problem at all. Um, so just to kind of kick off the conversation, mate, really, um, so can you just um, explain how video marketing has evolved in recent years and what role does it play in today's lead generation strategies for companies? Yeah, so I think um, what we've seen definitely video has become like a given now. It, probably a couple of years ago, it was more so seen as, as people were sort of thinking about getting video content. Now it's really evolved in recent years to somewhere where it is a, a given. Um, and I think in terms of the role that it plays in lead generation strategies is it can support at every stage of what's been tried to kind of what, what's been done. So whether that's brand awareness and kind of top of the funnel, whether it might be, you know, TV advertising or wider campaigns through to like people catching people in lead gen sites on, on searching for stuff on YouTube, looking for best ways to do things, how, how that can be done. I think um, what we've really seen in terms of that evolution is that it's become an opportunity at every stage, um, really rather than just people having one one video and one size fits all, they're taking little bits and pieces and distilling them down into every part of the, the marketing um, channels. And um, you know, in the next couple of episodes, we're going to be discussing like... Um you know brand trust uh, and reliability and how important that is for manufacturing companies so just tying back to video um, and looking at it through a video lens now in your experience how does video content or how can video content um, contribute to building brand trust and credibility yeah i think um it depends it depends on the type of of product client service whatever it is but i think that authenticity really comes across well in video um, and the opportunity to deliver more, you know, people still buy from people in, in that sense. But I think that the, the way in which you can be authentic with video content and really get your messaging across is is highly effective. Um, so I think that it, it's, you know, to your question of how it can build brand trust, is it's an authenticity tool where people get a sense of who you are, get a sense of what you're doing, even in terms of being able to deliver quite um you know quite a lot of information in a concise way that builds brand trust that you can be very much um you know you're a, a voice of authority and that you know what you're doing rather than rambling on like I can do sometimes in video content when it's all, all scripted and all very nice and neat and tidy I think it can be very direct and that builds brand trust that you know you're a thought leader and know what you're doing yeah awesome and just um kind of channeling things specifically of course not across all of um you know manufacturing you know as an over you know as an overview but um manufacturing we found that 
you know, manufacturing in, in some cases, there is almost like an element of tradition with like their marketing and the content that they produce. Um, so, you know, more or less like more written content. Um, so I know blogs, white papers, so on and so forth. Uh, but how can manufacturing businesses effectively integrate video marketing into their content marketing strategy? Is there any sort of like approach that you'd recommend that they take to make sure that they're optimizing that um, and using it effectively? Well, I think without, um, you know, without, suppose, tooting our own trumpet as a, as an agency that does video content, really um, what it's about is not she wanted to get, get someone who understands video content. I think sometimes what, what we see is people wanting to jump on trends and people wanting to do things for the sake of doing it. And as you say there, you know, if you're doing white papers, if you're doing blogs if you're doing written content that's working for you it might just be worth exploring does that how does that how would that work in video format how would that you know how would that be perceived in video format and would that get you any more or any better results by marrying it up with some video content i don't think it's about um kind of completely changing what you're doing if, if what you're doing is working but i think that kind of adding to that um can really can really help so Basically, speak to speak to someone who knows what they're doing, a, a marketing a marketer like yourself or or a marketing company, and and explore what it is that you're doing at the minute and how that could be be taken across in in the video format. Would be my advice for integrating video marketing. Yeah, sure. Okay, great. And in in terms of, um, I mean, we've kind of just alluded to it then, but you know, there is almost like you know a focus almost on like traditional marketing methods and that could almost lead to some perhaps some misconceptions um within the manufacturing industry itself and um it, you know surrounding video but um are there any um perhaps any common misconceptions that um that you've come across um that you know that companies have when it comes to using video um, particularly in technical markets and how can these be addressed yeah, I think um, there's obviously, as, as with any industry, there is a lot of misconceptions. One of the things that I would say at the minute and, and some of the stuff that we get, which I'm, I'm sure you get as well, is, you know, as I said before, people kind of jumping on trends and thinking, you know, we are, a, for example, we're a B2B business that sells, you know, manufacturing components. We should be on TikTok and we should be blasting our way around TikTok and follow. And, and it's, you know, that that sort of thing really is the the misconceptions that just because there is attention there and it works for certain brands doesn't mean it's going to work for your brand. And I think it's really the, the the misconceptions are that because you see this noise and this hype around certain platforms and certain ways of doing things, that that'll then work and deliver results for you. And I think that a lot of companies that we've worked with and a lot of, you know, people who work in, in, in marketing or just different businesses that I've spoke to, um, you know, they've, they've spent a lot of time chasing this kind of, you know, viral video stuff and this, that and the other, but does it really bring in sales? Does it really convert bottom line? Does it really, you know, educate you, your customers on what you're doing? Sometimes the answer is no. So I think the, again, the misconceptions just around what, what platforms you should be using and why and, what it is that you're trying to do. And I think the way around that a lot of the time is just to be really clear on your objectives as a business and 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 just make sure that whatever content you're doing aligns with the business objectives as opposed to aligns with you know what the maybe the wider market is saying is the is the channel or is the place to be. 
And in terms of uh, tracking the success of um, you know video within that content marketing strategy, uh, what metrics and analytics should businesses be tracking and focusing on to make sure um, that those objectives that you've um, just alluded to are actually being met in the first place? Yeah, uh, I suppose that's a you know really big question. Um, to take it to to different channels, you know, we we run um, content that we do everything from video content that's that's on on TV. We've got a campaign at the minute that's on TV across the ITV network. Um, the tracking and analytics on that side, they've got the QR code on the call to action and the website. Um, really hard through TV to track acquisition because you don't you know obviously you don't know who who's who's viewed the the media at that stage in the way that we're doing it through ITV but it's about you know the time that that adds on is the uplift on traffic on the website is the uplift in sales and that's done as a more of a, a broader piece um so through to you know we're doing a lot of um we've got a product to do hyper personalized video through WhatsApp um now and that is um we can deliver call to action buttons with UTM codes and then track through Google Analytics to track somebody from receiving a hyper-personalized video through WhatsApp through to making that purchase on the website. So if people are looking at a broader sense, I think um, when they're using video and, and looking at where it can live, tracking the, the ROI of that could be um, making sure that the flow is set out if it's a sales flow or if it, you know if they're receiving some video through email, then they're going to see the same piece of video on the website. Um, obviously, Google Analytics and I think the GA4 trackers can allow you to know um, where that traffic's come from and, and marry it to certain campaigns. Um, but it is, a, it is a broad question. So I'd say website stuff, Google Analytics, and looking at where you're driving the traffic from in terms of um, social media side of things. Sometimes it can be as, you know, it can be more around if it's a LinkedIn campaign, it's more around someone getting connections, comments, engagement, and what does that mean? But I think, again, similar to what I said about the misconception before, is it's it's kind of trying to be really clear with what you're trying to achieve and, and what would that mean for your business? If you, you know, some of the, the customers that we work with, if they're putting video content out on LinkedIn and they're getting five, six, seven leads and, and, and requests, that's great. Other customers are, you know, B2C where they're selling a product and it is a volume game where they want to get it down to a, a kind of cost per acquisition and, and be able to scale that. And that's obviously through ads and different ways on that side. So a couple of ends of the spectrum, I suppose. Are you ready to transform your manufacturing marketing strategy? Look no further. Introducing Manufacturing Marketing Strategies for Success your comprehensive guide to succeeding in the manufacturing landscape brought to you by Axon Garside. Uncover the evolution of manufacturing and its profound implications for your marketing approach and master the best practices you need to thrive in a crowded marketplace. Learn how to elevate your brand, nurture leads into bona fide customers and deploy powerful marketing tactics. And that's not all. Discover methods for measuring your marketing success, why inbound marketing can take your manufacturing marketing to unprecedented heights, why you really ought to introduce podcast marketing into your strategy, plus much more. It's essential, it's comprehensive, and it's free. Visit www.axengarside.com forward slash manufacturing marketing guide and begin your journey to manufacturing marketing excellence.
Feel like I've opened Pandora's box of it. Uh, uh, oh yeah, trying to keep it concise for you, mate. Don't want to, don't want to bore you. <laughs> um, so, um, in terms of um, looking at uh, almost like the SEO benefits as well, the video. Um, obviously, you'll know <laughs> you'll you'll well, you'll you'll know yourself that it, you know it's not just a case. Obviously, you know, creating video content, chucking it out there, and hoping for the best. Um, can you share any tips um, or you know advice that you might have for companies um, who maybe almost like in the um, early stages of using video of how they can optimize the video content for search engines to enhance the performance of that content? So in terms of, of tips for that and stuff that we're looking at is, um, you know, it putting stuff in your title is obviously a great thing. If, you, if you're on YouTube and you've got frequently asked questions, um, you can obviously tag the videos up within the within YouTube as the main search engine or Vimeo wherever you're using to host it. Um, and really that'll be working with someone who works in content writing and understanding what what it is that people are going to be searching for and when. Um, that would be the main way of kind of tagging things. But I think obviously use any any information that you've already got to give insight as to what the content should be that you're creating, as well as it is a probably a tip for SEO. But um, if you look in, there are other ways and, you know, other ways to find out um, what people are searching for in certain industries and get some data on that, which again can give insight into what people would be searching for and how you can tap into to that. I mean, you know, with um, in, in occasion, the, the way in which you create the content is just as important from an SEO perspective. If, if we're talking people searching it and it gaining traction on platforms like TikTok, the way in which you're creating it is kind of as important. Is it does it feel native to that platform? Does it feel like it's the right thing? Um, and I think that's also something that's quite difficult. Is that if it's a you know if you're looking at SEO or you're looking at kind of the wider term of of search and, and where people are finding it is be really clear about the channels that you want to go on because the content needs to be different for the different channels and. Um, something that's maybe is a, a kind of a misconception again is that you know people think oh well if we're going to make something for youtube then we'll just make it vertical and stick it on on tiktok or we'll just do whatever and, and it isn't the same but with you know the same the same idea or the same question that you might start with the same frequently asked question you can deliver that content in a myriad of different ways which will then work for the different platforms so it's just being clear about which search engine look like and what your measure of successes sure and in terms of um you know it's again you know as is always the case when you know companies try and, and experiment with different types of content you know it's not going to be straightforward there may be like challenges that need to be overcome so um in your experience whilst working with companies um or you know in terms of challenges that that companies may face when integrating video into the content marketing strategy uh, you know what kind of challenges could potentially um be faced uh, and more importantly how can how can companies overcome um you know such issues yeah i think it all comes down to, to planning that that's kind of the starting put the starting point is like you know, it, it's rare now that people will come and just say, oh, you know, we want we want a video. There needs to be a purpose behind it. There needs to be a reason behind it. And really that that should come from maybe a wider marketing strategy that should be um, educating as to what that content will look like. One of the things that we do 
as a as a company is really just go through pre-production, which gets down into the the weeds of what the key message is, what you're trying to achieve, how many pieces of content does that look like, and 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 all those sort of good things. Um, and I think that that allows and and the way to avoid kind of wasting time and, and waste of money is in the pre the pre-production of it. We've just speaking at the minute to a US-based um, client and what started out was um, he was looking at getting some video content made for um, a graduate recruitment program that they're running. But obviously with, with that, they also know, well, actually, we're going to get quite a lot of content at the office. So maybe we could do some stuff as a wider recruitment piece that sits in another area. We can do X, Y, and Z. And once you get into the pre-planning of it, you can look at where that content can be used for different uses and how you can get the most uh, sort of bang for your buck. Um, so I think going, you know, taking that time at the start to really dig down into what you're trying to achieve and then kind of asking the question, well, can we get, can we get more out of it? Can we use it in different areas? You know, have we got a mail, like a mail out that we're using? Is there areas on the website that it can be used for? while we're doing that, can we get some frequently asked questions to work on our SEO side of things? Um, and I think, you know, when you, same as, as anything, if you're looking to kind of do something and, and try and test and work out where it is, then get a good base for it, try try different things, but in an educated way where you know it fits within the, the marketing strategy and the wider parameters of what you're trying to do. And in terms of like manufacturing as an industry in itself, it almost is, you know, it's an industry whereby the products that are being marketed are inherently like complex, um, you know, quite a lot of the time. So how can video marketing be used to educate um, an audience about those products or manufacturing processes in a way that's really engaging and compelling? Yeah, I think um, that's probably one of the, the biggest attributes in my eyes of, of video content. And, um, you know, over the last 10 years, we've made... Uh, all sorts of kind of explainer, explainer videos and, and, and around what different products are and how they're used. I think um, leaning into animation, obviously with, with the video side of things, you can really almost like segment something out, explain the different parts of it and put it back together again in a way that you can't explain through through written word. I think the the, the opportunity through visual and voice allows you to, to manipulate something that can be very easy to understand um, but also one of the things that we do see as well is, you know, even in, in technical industries is um, making sure that it aligns with what you're trying to market and, and why you want to do that. Because oftentimes, you know, with products and with services, people want to know kind of well, what, what's that end result look like? What does the product look like and how does it work and where's the best area for it to work? as opposed to not necessarily all of the intricate nitty gritty details. They just need to know the kind of the, the overall picture of it with the, the key parts of it. They might not need to know exactly all the little bits of code and the little bits of things that have gone into it. And, uh, you know, from a, from a video side, we, we can be guilty of that as getting excited over cameras, lenses, how that all marries together, what that looks like when ultimately clients really are saying, well, you know, is it going to be effective and is it going to look great is, is kind of the, the end part of it yeah sure and um just to kind of rewind a little bit and go back to what we were talking about before um there's something that i wanted to just kind of piggyback on a little bit um so um when you were saying about it's um you know the importance of not kind of 
well, effectively creating a video and then just clustering it all um, across different platforms. Um, what are the almost like the best practices that manufacturers should follow in terms of identifying which distribution channel is most suitable for them uh, and which platforms they should be using when creating video content? I think if it's something that they're going to invest in, it's something that they should look at in terms of a, a research piece and an investigation itself and probably a two of a wider um wider question just to kind of give blanket oh you should be here you should be here but i think um you know there's a lot of tools out there to find out where where you should be spending your time and also probably a good gauge of it is when you're you know when you're looking at your competitors when you're looking at what other people are doing where are you spending your time as a you know as someone who's looking to market a similar sort of product um and that that'll yeah i'd, I'd speak with a someone who knows what they're doing in terms of the marketing side of it, in terms of the research piece. Um, but the the different channels and, and not getting sucked into it, but I'd also say be realistic in what you're trying to achieve um, and know what success looks like and what would make, okay, so we've been, you know, we've 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 invested this, this is what we're kind of expecting. Question the people that you're working with, is that realistic? And then at least you've got a good benchmark. So I think the other side of it is you know, companies thinking, oh, well, if we, the measure of success is is virality and, and thousands of views and that sort of side of it, well, you know, is that realistic in a manufacturing space or would you rather sell five units at, you know, 25 grand each or whatever it might be that you, you're shipping? So it's just, um, again, about aligning it with business goals and aligning it with a marketing strategy. Um and, and doing that research on the channels, as I say, I, I couldn't give you these other channels for manufacturing in 2023. That would be a, probably a nice clickbait YouTube piece for ourselves, but that's I, I don't have that. And um, in terms of, um, I, I mean, I can imagine, you know, it's time to kind of like marry it up with what I do, obviously, as a content lead. So um, whenever we're, say, for, for instance, optimising a piece of content um, or putting like a new blog or whatever out there, we're quite keen to um, stress the importance that it isn't going to be a case of right where you hit publish and you see the results within like a week. It's not going to rank on like page one of Google within a week and stay there. Um, it's almost like a little, it can be a case of like a waiting game, like playing the waiting game sometimes. So uh, how important um, is, well, you know, effectively the, how, how important is it to take and adopt a really patient approach when taking on video content, especially from scratch? Um, I think it's the same as any any area of the business. Any area of business is, you know, it's very rare that you'll do one thing that will blow up overnight and it'll be great. I think be be patient with it, but, but I think the kind of parts that I said before about be really clear about what it is that you're trying to achieve. And similar as you would with anything is break it out into segments where you know what those milestones look like. I think whilst you, you know, in terms of, are we going to be at number one? Are we going to be doing X, Y, and Z? Um, I'd say, you know, have smaller, measurable, more more attainable goals along the way rather than looking at the big the big piece. And then um, in terms of video as a support and mechanism for, for a strategy, I think it depends how long, how far along the 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 kind of the road they are with the marketing strategy. Because oftentimes we'll get brought in with a company that have been, you know, 
um, working with an agency for years. They, they're quite okay with what they're doing and they've got a new product that they want to launch and they want to make a big splash about it. And in that side, you know, obviously they're expecting big results and they can often be delivered upon. But it depends at which stage the um, the company is within the journey. So I think it's it's about, you know, just being, again, realistic and aligning it with what the business needs and what what success does look like to to the, the people who are in the business and, and looking after that kind of budget. Well, and then just to kind of round off, got two more questions, mate, and there we'll we'll, uh, we'll finish it off. And um, so when um, we kind of briefly touched on the buyer's journey um, yeah. earlier on um, in the episode, um, but what are almost like the key elements that manufacturing businesses need to consider when they're creating content to make sure that it's aligning with that buyer's journey? Um, I suppose starting point is where, where in, you know, map it out. It's all, it's all pretty simple stuff is where in the buyer's journey would video content add value? And, you know, is it that, again, not knowing specific kind of customers or how that might be, is it, you know, abandoned cart when someone doesn't go through with something we want to engage them with a piece of content that would give them more reason? Is it that you're, you know, creating a landing page to, to gather some data and, and that's the data that you want to serve video content to because it, it's rich and it, it would be able to be give people an understanding of a product or service. Um, in terms of manufacturing, I think with the buyer's journey, it's, it's really just mapping that out and seeing where you can add the most value to your customers. Um, and again, though, it might be that right at the start of the buyer's journey in terms of gain interest and garnering interest that you want to do something humorous or informative to engage them. And it might be that even, you know, following on from that, depending on the size of the business and what they're doing, you know, case study videos, putting yourself, put, putting kind of previous customers on the, on the screen and saying, you know, this is what we did for them. It, it's, it's authenticity again, isn't it? It's, you know, people, if, if you're looking to buy a product and you're thinking, yeah, yeah, well, the company would say that, case studies are fantastic because it's putting somebody who's essentially you know similar profile to your um your, your customer that you're looking at and the, the buyer's journey that they're on putting somebody that looks like them on the screen saying oh yeah we we bought this or we started working with this company or we you know we started using their products and just look at us now we're amazing so i think that that side of things is also um ties in with with everything we've been talking about around bias journey but authenticity that video content can provide and then giving giving people the confidence that purchasing with that business would be a good idea yeah absolutely um we um here at axe and gas side we make sure that you know we attribute a lot of value to the uh, to the social proof um and case studies and so on and so forth so i totally agree with that and just to kind of wrap up mate um thanks so much for your time and um, just one more question um so if yeah Apologies in advance, it is a little bit of a cliche question, but here we go anyway. So if you could take um, one, um, almost like a a golden tip to offer manufacturers starting out on their video marketing journey, uh, you know, what would that be? Uh, almost like as a, as a key takeaway that they can apply in their practice. Um, if they're starting out with video content and they've not done it before, stick with your marketing strategy. Don't get distracted by shiny things. That would be my tip. Don't go, you know, thinking, oh, well, TikTok's the answer to all our problems. 
let's go and start making content for that. Stick to what you're doing in your marketing strategy and what's working. And as you said, if you you know if you guys have got customers that are attributing a lot of value to, or able to see a lot of value from case studies, then why don't you give that a go as a starting point? Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time, mate. That was awesome. Perfect, mate. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Make and Market podcast. Please leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and share the show to help more manufacturers like you enhance their marketing strategies. If you're interested in joining me as a guest, please contact me at lawrence.chapman at axengarside.com. Don't forget to explore a wealth of manufacturing content on our website, www.axengarside.com and join our live LinkedIn webinar, Marketing Rev Up, hosted by our head of marketing, Rob White, every other Wednesday. For the latest updates, hit the subscribe button on your chosen platform and stay tuned for more upcoming episodes.